Hello and welcome to the June International's Round 2 Preview, brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for rugby opinion and predictions. And yes, it's Round 2 because, you know what, South Africa and Wales got ahead of themselves and had a quick game last weekend, which... Um, by all accounts, was a little bit um, disastrous. I must admit, I missed that one. Um, but I hope to watch a lot of rugby this weekend. A man who will be watching a lot of rugby um, because I think it is his birthday drinks and he's got the whole day in the pub is Herman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. But you didn't miss anything with South Africa, Wales. Uh, can We have to repeat that over and over again. <laughs> now, I just like to show oh, look at I've you. I've got my colours on. Look at you. But it Oof. is, uh, so for those of you listening to the podcast, I'm wearing my England jersey, but it is too cold, and so hence I've got a hoodie on over the top. Um, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But that's not really where we should start, should we? So what I think we're going to do no. um, is there is a lot of games on, the, on this weekend. So what we're going to do is we're going to yep. go through the Tier 1 games first, um, and then we'll come back and uh, see how much time we've got at the end to have a look at some of the other two t- the Tier 2 games um, that are going on, because there is a lot of rugby going on this weekend. Um, and unfortunately, none of it on Friday night. So I'm going to have to go watch Deadpool 2 instead. So anyway, with my personal uh, issues out of the way, crack on. Um, the first Tier 1 game is the All Blacks versus France. And uh, a solid team being named by the All Blacks. Yes, it is. It is. But they are quite a few. I mean, there are some question marks about form. Obviously, with Sam Kane, uh, Sam Whitelock and Ryan Crotty, they don't have that much rugby under the belt lately. And uh, I say the, the big surprise is that uh, Naholo isn't selected even in the twenty-three. That's that's harsh because. So yeah, so we were, we, we were having a chat last night um, on the the All Blacks edition, and kind of the positions we said that were up for grabs were were basically number eight, number six as to who, where would um, Squire play and who would play the other position, and uh, Squire is starting at number six and Luke Whitelock. Uh, is starting at number eight. I think we think we, we came to like kind of that's what we thought they would do, but not necessarily what we wanted them to do um, as as a group. Yeah. Um, Sam Sam Kane obviously coming back from injury, and one of the things we said there was he would probably start rather than come off the bench because he's not a bench player; he's a starting style player, and uh, and much rather have him on for half an hour at the beginning of the game than half an hour at the end of the game. So that's not a, that wasn't really um, a big surprise. The rest of the forwards picked themselves really, as do the halfback pairing. Um, Ryan Crotty, if he was fit, was always going to start. Um, we, I think we agreed again. Antonin Brown was the man in possession of the tw- of the 13 jersey. Again, maybe not, pl- not maybe not the player we would have chosen, but the player we expected to be chosen. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, as you say, the, probably the only surprise is that uh, Ben Smith goes to the wing. We obviously knew he would play, um, but so uh, we thought he would go to the wing. So we thought he'd play 15 and we'd have Naholo on the wing, but instead they've decided that they want the uh, the booming boot of uh, Jordy Barrett at fullback and Naholo drops out of the, the 15 entirely, uh, the 23 entirely, which is kind of where I was going because I, was say, I, I said that um, I, I didn't think he would fit in 23 with um, Damien McKenzie in that 22 jersey, even with his kicking woes last weekend for the Chiefs. Um, I, he's the guy that can fill in 10, uh, 11, 13, 14, 15. And, and I thought they would go for a centre. I know Ryan disagreed. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not actually that surprised to see Lam Happy on the bench. Yeah, because, I mean, is it, 
it's not wholly just unlucky that uh, neither Jordi Barrett or Rico Ioani has like been really great at the centers because if they had been showing more promise at the centers in Super Rugby, they had like had more coverage from the center and they probably would have gone from the hole on the bench. So it's just a um, consequence of that. No, I, 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 th- I think they do like to have a center on the bench. I mean, Sonny Bill Williams has been on the bench even when they've had uh, someone like uh, Cruden on the bench who can't cover those those uh, those wide positions they'd rather have a a proper center replacement than a than a back three replacement and they it's it's they generally have a proper center replacement in their uh not is is it kind of the all blacks or hansons style of um mm-hmm. of, of doing things uh jack in the live chat goes um i'd have preferred um uh, moanga ahead of mckenzie on the bench yes but moanga is a just a 10 Mackenzie is has been earmarked is the future uh, and can cover multiple places. So we that was always going to be how Hansen was uh, going to go unless Damien Mackenzie basically broken his leg. Um, so yeah, I, whilst I understand people wanting to to go with Moanga, uh, he didn't even make the squad last year until out of injury. So he's clearly not that highly regarded by the uh, uh, by the All Blacks coaches. Not yet, not yet. But we'll see how. Bowden Barrett, if he brings his wet weather rugby, because I heard the prognosis is going to rain in Auckland on Saturday, and Bodie hasn't looked that good. Rain in Auckland? Oh wow! Because uh, the weather down in uh, in New Plymouth is supposed to be good on Saturday, so I'll have a. All right, I read on the internet. I could be wrong about this one. So, but anyway, Bowden Barrett still has to, has to. Yeah, now he's going to play behind the All Black pack, so that make can make the, a world of a difference. But no, Saturday is going to be dry. It's going to be dry. Okay, okay. Uh, so that's not a not a problem um, at all. Um, ah, evening, Ashwin, who is uh, joining us in the live chat this evening. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's basically the the uh, the All Blacks. Oh, um, a couple of uh, uh, props who are who perhaps I mean, Twanga Fassi, I think we probably expected, um, but uh, Twinga Kufe. And sorry about the pronunciation, um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, he gets his first start, or he gets his first um, uh, thing on the bench. Interesting to see uh, Fafita in there. I think he's a great six. I don't. Really, I think he's a bit lightweight for a for a for a, for a lock. Not really. I, yeah, I'm not uh, convinced by that selection. No, I know. I mean, there are some. If some there are, there are some weaknesses in this selection. If some players goes down, you know, they are not going to be. There are a few like we're not, but in my opinion, we're not enough like for like replacements on the replacement bench this time around. What, what do you reckon? Um, that's the only place where I think we've got a problem is uh, is is for Fafita as a lock because I don't think he's. Uh, I think it's mainly mainly that problem will come at scrum time. Uh, line out, I think, will be fine. I just think he doesn't but, necessarily have the weight. But it- but if Kane goes down early and, and replace him with Savea, that's going to change the balance completely in the back row. I think that's fine. I think I think Julius Vez is a decent seven. Um, he's a different style seven, sure, but uh, but I don't. I think he would he would slide into the same space uh, in the in the team. All right, disagree. Agree to disagree about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with Jack that I would have had Romano on the bench um, personally. Right, I have a proper proper lock. That's just my um, uh, that's my opinion. And then we're going to go ahead across to the, to the French team. Um, uh, you watch a bit more European rugby than I do, uh, so go and take us through 
uh, what, what we're going what we've got there. Uh, like the first big surprise when I look through the French selection is they have uh, they don't have that many uh, players from uh, from Racing. I was expecting like we're gonna build a core from Racing players, but it seems like we build a core from La, La Rochelle players instead. And uh, but the, the first thing that comes through when I'm looking at the French uh, the French selection is they have a it's a pretty interesting uh, backline there. Uh, it's a lot of fantasy and flair going on there. It's um, it's not to be taken lightly at all. These boys have both speed, flair, and some grunt in them. And uh, probably the, the big surprise selection in the French backline is that Morgan Parra is back. This is his first game since. You want to have a guess? Oh dear me! Um, first game. First it's, game. It's, it's easy. It's kind of easy. I guess, uh, just think who's the opponent is. Oh, you're not, really, not going back to the probably World Cup, are we? Oh, we are, we are, we are. <laughs> really? 2015 was the last time yeah, we played yeah, against... Yeah, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> last, last time he played a threat test for, for France, so... That's so maybe he be, he, maybe he'd be fired up, but I think it's having an experienced head there to control Aaron Smith, mainly. So don't put a youngster in there. But the guy on the bench, uh, Baptiste Seren. Oh, did you hear my pronunciation there? Damn, sounded good. <laughs> it did, I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I was lucky, I did hear. Uh, he, he said... That's a real, real talent, but I can still see why you don't want to put him in there because you're, re you're seriously in the deep water when you play the All Blacks away and going to play against Aaron Smith. So that's why you go for experience head there. True. Um, you're talking about that back line, Teddy Thomas back, and the first time he's been back since the, uh, his shenanigans in Edinburgh. Um, and his late night out. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we mentioned last night with him, with Barstero uh, having his previous form in Wellington, we have some interesting uh, potential uh, off field headlines. Um, for us at some point uh, during this uh, talk. Think, um, but Teddy Tomek, <laughs> I think he, that's. <laughs> I, Teddy Tomek love, great, loves, loves having the ball in hand, and I think we're going to, um, and I'm going to generalize across the, 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 the French back line, They're great with the ball in hand, as you say, skills, pace, grunt, but defensively, positioning, maybe uh, some question marks around this side. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it is, but still, it's that's if there's one duel to look forward to is his duel with Rico Iwani because uh, Rico's probably a little bit better on defense, but on offense, I would say that's uh, Teddy Teddy Toma is just as good as Rico Iwani. He has serious pace and serious like you know how to pick good lines. It's a it's a quali quality operator, quality operator. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I say I think the so. If, if if I was New Zealand, I'd be wanting to have ball in hand and attacking this back line. Um, and uh, any scrums I could get, I would definitely be looking forward. I, I would definitely be looking at uh, putting that through the, the hands um, and seeing how Ben Smith or Rico Iwani could, could, uh, could get out wide um, against this sort of side. Um, Jordy Barrett perhaps doesn't have quite the pace. I would uh, having, a, having a pacier fallback could be interesting in those sort of situations. But... Um, uh, but yeah, we'll just have to see how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't even mentioned really, haven't really mentioned the forwards. Uh, a bit of a mix. It's, of a, it's, it's not there. They're, they're missing a few first selections here. But to be fair, a few. I mean, Pickamol's most people know, but he's been hot and cold for a long time, in my opinion. Like, well, only time I thought he looked really good lately was he. He played for Northampton a season, didn't he? Last season, yeah. Not this season, yeah. Yeah. And then he actually looked fit, so it seems like even it's a little like tougher training and nutrition regime in English club than in the French ones. Then he looked like really, really good. So I'm not, but all these three players are 
solid, solid top 14 players. And as we also mentioned yesterday, I mean, you don't really worry about the French back row, you know, because they, they, there's, if there's one position they have here and like insane depth is, is there. And usually, I, mean, I guess it's maybe it's similar in many countries, but in France is to be extreme. But basically, like the most talented guys you get in, in when you play junior rugby, if you have a re, if you're a real talent, you're going to play back row in France. That's where we're going to put you first. They really, really shares his position. And as you also mentioned yesterday, top 14 is a grind. It's a, it's, it's a extreme grind, even I would go as far to describe it as. So uh, they are going to play in your face tight rugby against the All Blacks. And they're going to try to take away as much of a momentum they possibly can from the All Blacks. And it seems like All Blacks, I, it seems like we're exactly preparing for this. They don't expect the French team that's going to come out and uh, just play flair rugby. But it's interesting because we have a pretty grunty, grunty pack. But there is a lot of flair in, in the, among the backs. So if if it all clicks, if it all clicks for the French, then yes, then we could have a a proper test games overhand. But it's a big if. It's a big big if. And we have a bit of a similar similarity in the, the French uh, bench again. Uh, two back rows, really, rather than a, a real lock in there, uh, in LaRue and uh, uh, Lampendry. Um, so, again, not uh, they don't really have a, a recognised lock or a, or a full-time lock yeah. in that yeah. position. And, uh, and probably the, the lock uh, with uh, Mastery and uh, Gabriel Yogues. I, I know that's, I said that terrible. Paul Gag. <laughs> Gabriel <Yogues. laughs> Are two players I'm not like that familiar with. I have seen them, but I I can I mean, if they were world class, I would have seen that. So, but I should not be totally unfair because I haven't seen enough from them. Yeah, um, Mass Street, fifty nine caps. Uh, you don't get fifty nine caps if you're awful. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> to be fair, um, um, but Gabriel has only seven caps. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so he's he's going to be a bit raw. I mean, again, on that bench. And police say the hooker for only five caps. Bale, uh, the um, or Bayal, the the prop only eight caps. There's definitely uh, some youth uh, and some inexperience in this side as well. Yeah, um, but it's not like cr- crazy experience in the All Blacks front row replacements either, is it? True, that's true. So, so but anyway, that's not what we got. Uh, so, and you... and also on the bench, I mean, Fico, Gail Fico, you probably heard about before. Oh yes. Yeah. So well, yeah. it's it's still. I mean. We mentioned it yesterday. I mean, in, in the perfect world, like if everything clicks for, for the French and the All Blacks a little bit rusty, this could be very, very interesting. But it's it's a big if. Uh, it is. It is true. Okay, uh, your prediction. I've, uh, I think last night I said uh, New Zealand by 10. Yeah, I, I stand by my prediction. I think uh, All Blacks by three points because I, I, I still have a sense that the French, they have been... Then they are quietly confident and we seem to be a happy camp, you know, that's when they are really dangerous. The only thing that I'm worried about that prediction is it seems like all are totally prepared for this, so that could <laughs> probably ruin, ruin my day, you know. They, I mean, to be fair to the All Blacks, there's like, haven't been an inch of overconfidence from their, from their part so far. Nope, true. Um, and, um, so let's move on then and let's talk Wallabies, yep. uh, versus, um, uh, versus Ireland. Uh, there's been a lot of positivity coming out of Australia about this first Wallabies squad and then also the Wallabies uh, selection today. Uh, yeah, surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are like the world world champion when it comes to rugby moaning Australian fans. Damn, you know what I mean? It seems like we constantly forget that they usually are ranked like 
two few fourth in the world. We have two World Cups. They are like the greatest rival to the All Blacks, but still they somehow. That's probably the problem. That it is a problem when you're so close to New Zealand because they keep comparing themselves to New Zealand all the time. And you're gonna look bad then. You're always gonna look bad then. But if you compare the Wallabies and Australian rugby to any other nation, it looked pretty good. So big news here, uh, or a couple of big names. Big news here. Will Genia, um, first game back from injury. Um, obviously, Pocock back the first time in obviously a year with his sabbatical uh, as well. As well. So some big names back uh, in this side. But I was a little bit surprised in the lock selection there, that he went for Rona with uh, with Coleman. Yeah, Rhoda uh, and Coleman. Rhoda, Rhoda, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little I mean, bit of surprise. I mean, Isaac Rhoda, he's been um, was was playing last year as well, so I'm not uh, uh, not massively ah. um, surprised. But um, I was expecting Simmons actually, but that's me. Uh, who's who's on the bench? So yeah, so maybe he's going to mix them up um, mm. as uh, as we go mm. through. The surprise for me uh, was uh, Corabetti on the wing. I don't really think he's done that much for the Rebels this year. Yeah. I agree too. I mean, the only two games he's been like looking lethal, it's been against the Sunwolves, you know? So, and one of those times Sunwolves was like seriously depleted to playing their B team. So I agree with that selection. And uh, if you're uh, Joe Smith in this, who would you decide to kick the ball to? Israel Falau or Corabetti? <laughs> it's not that uh, you don't need to be a, a brain surgeon to figure that one out you don't and the other bit that got really confused me then was okay if you're going to call, pick Corabetti fine I don't agree with it but understand but also hasn't he been playing in 11 for the Rebels yes 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 and yes, you then put him in the 14 jersey which is supposed to be the more defensive one and you put Dame Helmut Petty your other fullback on the left wing yeah. which really confused me. That just seems like uh, the, the wrong way around to have those two players. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there are a few, kind of, other few points where like a little bit of overconfidence in the, in the Australian camp, maybe, because they are obviously very excited about Israel Flau's form at the moment, and he is, yeah, we all seen it. It's looking, he's stunning at the moment. But it's kind of naive to expect like the best box kicker in the world are going to pinpoint them in Falau's direction. Conor Murray will not do that. No way. No, he won't. And that's uh, another quick, another, we should probably just, um, another point is also, they've, got, they've gone for a 6-2 bench uh, with with, um, fit, with only Nick Phipps and Reese Hodge uh, in the backs. Uh, Reese Hodge obviously has been playing 10 a little bit for the Rebels um, and there are, there is a shortage of, of, of 10s um, Available, so maybe that is part of part part of that. Yeah, um, but I also think that he, I think Sheikha is preparing uh, because it seems like Ireland with their selection will be coming to uh, after this. It's that it seems like Ireland is more going to go for like trying to smash smash them. So they want have a lot of extra muscle in the middle and uh, yeah. in, among the forwards. And it is interesting that they've got two locks on the bench. Um, yeah, in of. Uh, um, Gone uh, blank uh, in Simmons and then also Luke and Tui. Uh, so yeah, so I expect both locks to get changed in this game, um, and also yeah. Pete Samu to come on, who's obviously had a. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, press around his uh, New yeah. Zealand release. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we covered that already, haven't we? <laughs> um, I'm not sure we did actually, but yes, but, hey, it's been covered enough already. Uh, yeah, so yeah, just yeah, just, just just so we're perfectly clear. 
it's a disgrace that New Zealand were in any way, any way or for, shape or form suggesting he wouldn't be released. That's wrong. Um, so there we go. Uh, Ireland then. Well, I mean, if it's a, uh, it's a se- segue over to the Ireland selection here, I would also like to... I see a, a big problem in the Australian selection too is uh, look at the height of their, um, of the back row. Mm-hmm. I mean... This, they're going to have serious trouble in the line-outs. And this is a problem that they always have. Um, yeah, but you, now it's going to be accentuated. As soon as you pick Pocock and Hooper, uh, your line-out is always going to be targeted. Uh, and yeah. the island have got some proper line-out operators. They do. I mean, one, not only have you two great locks, I mean, I would say uh, Kieran Reid is probably the best line-out operator among the back rowers, but I would, I'm the second place in the world I would put Peter Omani for sure. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's very good uh, I mean, there. So um, that's, that's going to be a huge, huge concern for them. But otherwise, there are lots of surprises in the, in the iron. So I, I don't know really what, I mean, the, the easy logic to see from the Irish selection is that they have, uh, they're going to rest a lot of Leinster players. Which of course makes kind of sense. Yes, but to have your what most people would, would consider to be that your starting front row on the bench is an interesting yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that could could backfire, but they can also that could it could be a jackpot for them also. Yeah, I, Cronin, Healy, and Furlong when they come on with half an hour to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't going to worry about knock-ons then. No, I think they're going to they're going to be absolutely <laughs> fine for knock on to that point. Um, so, but I guess a super inexperienced Wallaby front row. But I mean, Ty Furlong, obviously uh, um, British and Irish Lion. I'm trying to think where Kane Healy was as well. I think he was, wasn't he? Or, or, was, or was it was Jack McGuire? No, he wasn't. He was, but he made an amazing comeback. Um, so, and he's better than ever at the moment. So yeah, so that's uh, that, that's an amazing um, front row uh, for the bench. Um, some players, if if you've if you haven't been watching Ireland recently, um, Jacob Stockdale is someone you need to look to keep your eyes on. Uh, he's probably a name you don't recognise, um, but he will be uh, extremely uh, dangerous um, on that wing. Uh, Keith Earls is Top in the try best scorer in the Six Nations. Yep, exactly. Keith Earls is in the best yep. form of his life. So um, indeed, uh, as well. And you got to remember, he was someone that was selected to go on the South African. Lions tour when he was something like 18 or 19 so uh, a guy who has taken a, a long time to perhaps mature uh, but has always had lots of potential in him Bundiaki is a player that uh, that Australian fans might know know quite well um, having uh, Sheeps, huh? uh, having come, come over from 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 New Zealand uh, but um, oh wow I just read a note Johnny Sexton on the bench and Joe Carberry starting that's the other big one yep. isn't it Wow, I didn't yeah, that. that's 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 a big, 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 big one. <laughs> so, which is, uh, yeah, I don't make sense about that one because uh, obviously Murray and Carberry are going to play together in Munster for the next two years, so it's uh, it's definitely a combination for the future. But to give them their first um, start together in a test away against the Wallabies, that's that's a brave, brave call. So. What is the point of the juniors nationals uh, in the grand scheme of things if you are a internationals coach? Uh, at the end of the day, the big thing is winning the Rugby World Cup. Okay, That's what you've really got to go for. And for Ireland, they have got to make a final. They've never made a final, They they and 
they're number two in the world. They were number two in the world just before the last Rugby World Cup. Should have uh, potentially made a final. They, they're a team that should make. But they, the reason they didn't make that final was because they had a whole bunch of key injuries yeah. and hadn't built depth. Uh, one of the players they lost was Johnny Sexton. Yep. And so this might be part of that planning is, okay, what happens if we don't have Johnny Sexton? We really yeah, need yeah. to give somebody give uh, our number two um, some proper experience before we get to the Rugby World Cup. I'd rather lose in Australia than lose in Japan. And I think that's yeah, what, fair enough, Paul. That's what fair this, enough, I think Paul. that's what this selection is. Yeah, no, fair enough. That makes total sense. And also, kudos to Joe Smith that he's not like uh, holding back about this. He's like, he's very very clear what he needs to do to prepare his squad for the World Cup, and he's he's clearly set out to do it right away. So, um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting that he has done that. Uh, so, nail your colours to the master: green or yellow? Uh, what's uh, what's your prediction for this one? Now, with this Ireland selection, mm, I now I probably I, I was pretty convinced that Ireland going to win if they put up the the top the top starting fifteen. But now it's going to be even. But I still going to lean for a yeah for a three point win for Ireland. Um, so I've gone. Uh, what did I go in for? I I went Ireland by five uh, in my predictions, and yeah, I always stick to my predictions once I've made them. Uh, so uh, so that one's okay. Then then over to South Africa for uh, the Springboks versus England. Now we've not actually seen this uh, th- these lineups being named yet, but um, I have a spring the Springbok selection. I have it's not the official one, but it's from the South African Rugby Magazine, and as I told Paul before the show, they have nailed all Springbok selection the last eight years without getting any name wrong. So they obviously have a source inside the camp. So, and they have put out their prediction and it looks any place. They, should I, you want me to go through it or should we just take a couple of names here and there? No, let's, let's run through the, scrum, the, 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 the pack first. The pack first? Yep. Okay. Then we have, uh, uh, start from, uh, from the front row. Yep. Start from number one. We have the beast, okay. number one. Correct. Then you have uh, Bongo, Embu, Bonambi, uh, plays hooker. And then you have uh, Trevor Nyankane. Could be Vilkulov too. That's the only one we are like contemplating on. So that's the only place we consider that's, that could be a surprise. But the first, the first guess is that it's going to be Tre- Trevor Nyankane. Uh, Locks, uh, Snyman and Mostert. Back road, Vermeulen, uh, Jean-Luc Dupres, or of course the new captain Celia Colisi. Uh, so let's let's just stop yeah. there. Um, Simon mm-hmm. at uh, number four. I'm a bit surprised by that one. So, yeah, okay. who, who, but who would you pick instead? They are, well, they are injured, the guys. Yeah, Luke. maybe. Uh, I mean, you got Steph Toy on the on the bench. Um, yeah, but he, he was captaining him beside him against Wales, so he had, had to travel back from the United States. So I, I thought that was always in the card, but he just stepped to Toy. The toi, sorry. Going to start from it, but yeah, most likely it will start the next one. Okay. Unless Snyman have a blinder. Yeah, yeah the, the half combo is going to be Faf de Klerk and Andy Pollard. Now that and, does surprise uh, me. I'm surprised Faf de Klerk's come back into this. Uh, really? He's, 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 he's probably a player of the season. Uh, one of, he was in the All-Star team for the Premier, Premier, uh, Premiership. And the Wasp fans consider him being the best player of the season. I, I get that, uh, but I, I'm just saying that uh, that the uh, not Wasp fans, you mean the uh, Sale fans, um, 
No, no, no. But he was out of favour before he went up to England. He wasn't uh, he wasn't being picked even for the Lions, never mind for uh, the Springboks. So that's why I was a bit surprised um, at perhaps seeing there's that I guess the change of coach has led that led to that. But yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was actually a huge mistake, but one of Ackerman's few mistakes in, in the Lions that he dropped Safdie Clark because if you remember the Super Rugby final against the Crusaders, when Ross Cronier played the first 60 minutes, it looked like Lions couldn't score a try because he, he he's really, really slow. But Safdie Clark had a real quick, snappy pass. And when he came in, when there only were 14 men, Lions almost turned that game around, if you remember. That game had been five, ten more minutes. They would probably have beaten the Crusaders in that one with 14 men. So I, I have a, I regard him very highly tough tick I mean, he is a small guy, but he's, oh, yeah. no, he's, 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 he's a small guy. He's, he's an energetic guy, which is what you kind of like, you like to see from, from, from his front. But I say, uh, it just, it's, this, this is a sign of, 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 of one of the signs of, of, the, of, of having a new coach. Um, yes. this isn't yeah. down, this isn't down to injuries. This is him saying, this is my man. Um, yeah. yeah, which is gone again. Yeah. Which is, as I say, considering how he he fell out of favour last season, it's it's it, he's made a good comeback. Very much so, very much so. But also, you have to say there haven't been really any other scrum half have raised their hand either in South African rugby lately. True. So yeah, so then we go uh, Pollard at ten with uh, Delende and Am uh, in the centres. Uh, bits Correct. of Correct. Um, I've got the same page no. you have up, so don't worry. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, there are there are some news here because uh, today they released that both Bismarck de Plis and uh, Francois Stein will not play in the series. They're both declared injured by their clubs, so they are not coming, which is making things look a little bit rosier for England, I would say. They were never uh, considered for selection in this game, but they're out of a whole series. They're not going to. So uh, I think. Th- Am was always going to be selected. Uh, Dialende uh, gets probably selected because uh, this Osterheisen, the one who played in uh, the Bulls Center. Uh, he's probably. Dialende's had, had a decent season, but he does have a history of not passing. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you if you go off his previous records, uh, as um, uh, which England might do, rather than looking at what he's done this season. Then I can see that you would just basically, as, as soon as he gets the ball, don't drift because it's not going any wider. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he has he has improved his passing, to be fair. But that def- historically, that's definitely been one of one of his uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you want to, uh, like a, a crash runner at number twelve, Dialendi is good. But I would say that Esther Heisen is even better if you want just someone who's going to crash the line nonstop. He's yeah, even more powerful. You got, got Van Rensburg as well as another player who could could do that kind of job. Yeah, um, but that's, that's that's not there. Yeah, let's say but that's that's definitely a position in the Springboks team that's not nailed by any means here. That's if you're going to keep that jersey, he better perform and he better perform right away. And then a back three of uh, Dante, Nosk, and uh, Larue. Larue obviously has yep. had a fantastic season with Wasps. Um, yep. Uh, Dante's been scoring tries for fun in Super Rugby um, as well. Uh, in course, I mean, two debutants on the wings. It's, but the, these are two very, very promising debutants. It's, it's, especially Gianti, I've been, I've, I've been a fan from him from the first second I see him because I can give a little bit of background info about him because again, uh, I hope everyone takes this the right way. There have been a lot of, uh, wingers from South Africa of color who are more like our proper sprinters, but there are some other parts of the game that are not that good because basically they haven't been raised as in a, they haven't been a rugby player for that long. They probably learned to play rugby when we reached high school. 
and gets picked on the wing because they have like great athleticism and are very, very quick. Jante has grown up in a rugby family and started playing. He has three big elder brothers who all play rugby. His uncle and father also play rugby. He has been playing rugby since he's five years old and he pretty much played in every position in the rugby team since he, uh, since being a kid. So he, and which, if you start, if you're watching carefully in the game, you can see one, one big, first of all, he has amazing defense, amazing defense. He hardly ever misses a tackle, you know, he always reads the situations right. And this always comes from, obviously, someone who played rugby for a long, long time. So I have a high expectation of him. That could, that, that could be like a season bolter in world rugby, the one who stands and pick up a breakthrough player of the year. He's one of the, one of my candidates before the season even starts to pick up. We'll see if he delivers, but. He certainly, certainly, certainly have a talent and the goods to be a world-class player. So, yeah, so that's who uh, we're expecting to be the um, uh, the South African team. The England team haven't been mentioned yet, um, but uh, they, they're missing certain players. Um, I expect Jamie George to start with Luke Kandicki on the bench, but no, with with no um, gone blank as to who I'm talking about. Anyway, the cap, the normal captain is missing. Um, Hartley. Hartley, that's it, Dylan Hartley, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, on the assumption that he is play, that he's gonna, that, uh, that the people who are playing finals two weekends ago are, are eligible, are gonna pick up, you're gonna have Mako Vinopola, um, on one side and, um, probably Ellis Genge on the, um, uh, on the other. Sinclair or William, uh, that's, that's maybe a tricky Sinclair. one to predict. Yeah, maybe Williams, Williams haven't played since, uh, January, I think, but he will, on regular, if he wasn't coming us back from injury, he would probably be the first choice there. But I doubt Eddie going to throw him right in. Um, with Launchbury has an um, uh, has a is is having a um, uh, injury assessment, but basically Toji will start there with with Launchbury yep. if he's fit. Otherwise, it's going to be um, Izeski. I'd have thought from um, from Saracens, uh, and then the back row is going to be uh, an interesting. Choice personally, um, I would start uh, with uh, Billy Vinopola and um, Brad Shields and Chris Robshaw. But um, there's lots of talk of Tom Curry, I believe, uh, getting a start. Yeah, but I wouldn't start even if I rate Brad Shields, I wouldn't start him. <clears throat> Come on, he came to South Africa on Monday, had like two training sessions with the boys. That would just be. <clears throat> no, no, no. That's not to get. Not that's not the way to introduce someone to test rugby. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to start next week. But this week, a bench spot would be good enough for him this week. Even if I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching Chris Robshaw playing rugby. I respect him. He's a quality operator on a certain level. But on test rugby, I'm like, this is going to be a high-paced game because South Africa is going to 100 percent for sure bring it with a lot of inspiration. They're going to show the crowd like. This is a new South Africa. They're going to smash, smash, smash. It's going to be high tempo. And that. It's not Chris Robshaw's type of game. So, yeah, it's going to be Chris Robshaw. Okay, so for Chris Robshaw, then um, Curry and uh, um, and Billy Vinopola. Um, ben Youngs will start uh, at scrum half with uh, George Ford. You reckon um, we're going to go? We're not going to go Farrell at I 10 against South Africa? I think they'll go. You don't Ford. think there's any chance they're going to play now? I think, uh, I think they'll go Ford Farrell, um, especially with um, uh, with with Tio missing. Um, I think it's going to be Ford Farrell uh, Slade with Elliot. Daly. I think they're going to go. I oh. think they're going to go Losovsky ahead of Slade next to Farrell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. um, and 
and then um, uh, so Elliot Daly on one wing, uh, Johnny May on the other, and Mike Brown at fullback. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing him and Rob Shaw. Like when he, because is Eddie planning on keeping both of them until the World Cup next year? Because we're we're not two ones for the future for sure, you know. And you think we can get can get like a second wind and start performing again? Um, I, I that's how. If you, I mean, you just look at the selection. You've got Farrell, Lazowski. Um, and Slade as your as your centres available, uh, you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing three playmakers <laughs> at, the, um, at the end of the day, uh, which yeah. which is going to. But Lusovsky actually have some have some bite in his tackle. He's not like a typical playmaker. He's he's much more suited to play the centre than at least on Farrell is. Um, so you think you might go? Uh, that's, uh, but uh, and Pierce Francis can also obviously play play twelve as well. Um, but what is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having, everything is relative. Eh? Having watched him, having watched him play uh, for the Blues quite a few times, uh, fine player for the Blues, but nothing special, and definitely not someone I, I really want to see um, playing for for England. To be honest, uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not so convinced he's he's that kind of, he's, he's that level of player. Um, but yeah, to see basically six playmakers being picked in this side uh, in, 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 in the squad, you've got Cipriani, Ford Francis, Farrell, Lazowski, Slade yeah, and there's it's not a mess of a squad isn't it, it's a mess and there's not one bash it up centre yeah and you look at your wings again, again Elliot Daly against, against, Elliot against, Daly sorry but, uh, and, 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 I mean I, you can't even, oh. it's not even like having, it's not even having, like having Julian Surveyor who you can bring off the wing to bash it up, up the centre either there's no one big in this side in the backs. Um, yeah, against so. South Africa. I mean, the Springboks in South Africa, where you can expect nothing. I mean, nothing else but straight hard running. Yep, but hey, it's uh, that, that's that's how he's gone. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, it's how he was heading uh, against Argen uh, on the tour to Argentina during the Lions tour as well, uh, trying to play three playmakers clearly he has something in his mind around doing that um, and with T.O. out uh, and, and this squad selected he has no choice <laughs> um, yeah. now whether whether that's correct or not it's a different ball game but that's that's how I think um, we'll see him going um, I've been a massive fan of Henry Slade for years uh, I'm an extra Chiefs fan I really want to see him get uh, some uh, a run of games uh, and an opportunity to show what he can do at this level yeah don't um, know I mean so it's going to be a contrasting styles, I think, is how we can. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think, I, I, obviously, we haven't seen the squad, but it, it it makes sense that he will go for like for, for as many series boys as he possibly can, because we're all coming from a rich vein of form. We are the, by some distance the best club in England at the moment, and they they pretty much have all the star players, and it will you. It's possibly it's probably going to be seven Saracens players in the starting fifteen. Right. That I Sorry, reckon. I was going to go throw another log on the fire. Let's try and keep warm. All right. So uh, then I can speak to you, dear dear listeners and viewers here. But yeah, to me it makes perfect sense that Eddie Jones is going to go for uh, pretty much all his Saracens boys in the starting fifteen because Eddie Jones neither is salt now. Also, he's under serious, serious, serious pressure from Fleet Street and the English. 
and English fans too, you know, because we are usually uh, Eddie Jones like to create a siege mentality, but this time he doesn't have to create it. It's there already. It's there already. And now we shall see a dear host Paul, who's living in freezing New Zealand, not in warm Thailand like I do. If he's done with his <laughs> put the on some. Ah, there you are. I tried to entertain them with some. Uh, I tried to entertain your listeners a little bit with my serious sense theories. That yeah, basically Eddie Jones needs a result. He's under serious pressure, and to make him make it easy for himself, go for as many serious sense points as possibly can. Yeah, and that's not been dissimilar to how he's been doing it all along. To be honest. Um, I've got England by three, but I'm wearing an England jersey, so perhaps that's more heart overhead. How do you see it going? Uh, I pr- probably go England with a couple of more points. I go with England by seven points, and not because I'm like super impressed by England, but there are a, a lot of overconfidence about the South African side because there isn't one single gelled or settled combination on that South African side. Not one single, you know. To expect this is as much of a scratch side as you ever, ever can make up a scratch side. But they all of a sudden gonna click in the first game and everything and all the selections gonna be spot on. I mean, it, it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. I mean, it can happen, but you would be extremely lucky if they can pull it off. I'm expecting much more from South Africa in test two and three. Well, yep. Uh, people in the chat are going with, uh, with, with the, um, spring box by six or by eight. So it looks like, uh, that's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's splitting uh, opinion. So, so- so dear, 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 dear viewers in the chat room, you know, have you have you contemplated that South Africa doesn't have one settled combination, not one? Well, that's so we, we, no, no, no. We're not going to ask them to explain their, their decisions. They have, they have just, um, <laughs> uh, they've, 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 they're, they're going with that because more probably because they they watch Super Rugby more than uh, uh, the, the, the other competitions. So Argentina versus Wales. <laughs> we don't have an Argentinian side yet. Or I've not seen it, but let's be honest, it's going to be effectively the. We can basically pick the last. Uh, only, only difference there is uh, Matera is come back surprisingly fast from his injury, so he will be back playing uh, number six again. Um, so that's the only change. Wales. Um, with there some... is an injury scare also in our Argentinian camp about Nicolas Sanchez. You know, they, he, he hasn't been training for full this week. That could that could be huge because they don't have another another fly half in the camp. Which is beyond where he, his, his fear is he's going to use Buffelli to play 10, but that's also, Buffelli is excellent on the wing and he also proved to be excellent on, on the fullback. You know, he, he is, he's one of the best players in, uh, in Argentina, I would say. He's like, he's, he's, the way his form this season um, qualifies him to almost call him like, that's, that's a world class back, back free player. And to, Move him around all the time doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you have top top class player, let them do their let them do their core job. He's going to score tries for you. He's not going to score any tries if he plays fly half for you. Yep, that's well, that's a wild one. I'm amazed by that. So, um, so okay, so if if Sanchez isn't there, then my prediction is even more safe than it was. Um, uh, um, actually, no, my my prediction is totally out the window then because I, yeah, I'm I'm backing Argentina to win this one. Um, I went. Uh, let me bring in check what, what, what number by. I went Argentina by three in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, if he if if Sanchez isn't there, then I'm then okay, yeah. I'll be wrong, basically. <laughs> yeah, on, on his form at the moment, if he, if you could probably say he's he's worth at least seven to ten points the way he 
direct that side around the park at the moment. Not just that, but also the fact that the drop-off to the next guy. Say, yeah, it's massive. It's a massive drop. Great player, not a fly-half. Um, has not been playing there all season, so no. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, to take him away Buffelli from the wing too, Buffelli is probably like, almost like a, gives you about a try per game too, when he plays in the wing. When he plays fullback, he gives also, he, he doesn't score as many tries, but he contributes massively to attack. Uh, yeah, totally. So let's just, uh, quick look at the, the, the Welsh side, and yeah, quite a, um, I mean, Will, um, Wynne Jones, D, Lewis, uh, across the front row, uh, Beard and Corey Hill uh, in the locks, and then Seb Davis, James Davis, and Ross Moriarty uh, in the back row. There's one big surprise there. I mean, there's someone who's going to be pr- pretty, pretty bad mood in the Welsh camp. That's Jenkins, who was appointed tour captain, and they didn't pick him. <laughs> that's not what you expect, there. Huh? Well, true, um, but that's that's not what I would call. Uh, that's not uh, the kind of the Welsh pack that I mean, there's no Alwyn Jones. Um, there's um, there's no. Oh, I've gone blank as to the Welsh captain number seven. Um, Warburton. Warburton. There's no Warburton. Um, yeah, this is this. Yeah, this is not the kind of. Um, this is not the kind of pack that uh, there's. There's no to- um, uh, Toby Filatow. Uh, that this is not the kind of pack that we're kind of used to yeah. seeing um, by by any stretch. No, it's not even close to the first. I mean, and also the one who was like breakthrough players for them in the Sixth Nation to cover up was it Singler. Yep, Singler's Aaron Singler, who yep. was sensational. Yeah, he's injured. And the other guy, I forgot his name too, the one with the, the dreadlocks. Yes. Who also came in and was brilliant. brilliant. Sorry if I don't remember his name, but also the, both of it, so it's they are down basically on the on the third selections in the back row, except Moriarty. With being with a shot for a bench spot in the first selection, but I was smart. Arguably, is the, is the starting number six. But um, anyway, um, the uh, Gareth Davis and Reese Pratchell in the nine and ten, which may be the new starting uh, first choice combination with the um, yep. with the previous combination having moved out of out of Wales. Uh, and some comments have come out of Gatland um, today. Uh, Josh Navidi is a player we we're trying to think of before. Thank you very much. Um, just yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, then uh, Hadley Parks. Now, to be fair, he did come in and play twelve uh, well. Uh, Scott Williams in midfield, George North, Josh Adams on the wings, and Helen Amos at fifteen. So again, uh, some new names there for for those who haven't been watching uh, Northern Hemisphere rugby in Josh Adams and um, Helen Amos, both uh, definitely quality guys, but but not Lee Halfpenny. Um, or uh, Lee Williams, who are both uh, the more experienced players and the British and Irish Jonathan, Lions. Jonathan Davis too. We cannot forget either. Oh yeah, Jonathan Davis is missing. So there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's this is yeah. This is not a side that or not very far from a first from a first choice side. Far. And uh, so, um, uh, which obviously is building depth, giving all those lines a rest, yes. which makes a lot of sense uh, heading towards the Rugby World Cup. Um, I think a much better way of doing things, but by Wales, than than say how England have done it by bringing all their lines on tour. Um, agree, 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 agree. So uh, yeah, that's that's what, so say I went Argentina by three. Um, how how do you see this one going? Uh, if Nicolas Sanchez is playing, I think we're going to win with a lot more. I'm going to go Argentina. Was Pumas with ten points at least because uh, this is also very very much uh, <laughs> this is very much. Um, Where is me? 
I don't have a picture <laughs> of myself. <laughs> that was my <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, damn, now I lost myself completely. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Sanchez just playing, uh, gonna, they, they win by more than that. Yeah, like, um, but uh, if he's not there, yeah, then yeah, because, Wales, I guess. No, I mean, I'm going to go Puma, Pumas by three points because um, still it's very, very much a, a second string well side and it's a scratch side. Lots of, lots of, lots of new combinations. It's not like we're bringing in Scarlets with a few extra boys like we did with Six Nations. This is, we are Scarlets boys there, but it's so still the Pumas is going to have such an advantage to be a really, really settled side who have been able to prepare for this game for now we rested for two weeks, but we've also been in Buenos Aires playing the same side for the last six weeks, you know. So, I mean, you can't get better preparation for that. On, only question mark that is, of course, they changed the coach. They have Ledesma, usually in the Pumas, and now we have Danilo Urukade. And there could be confusion there when you... Basically the same thing, but a new voice from the top are going to come in and tell you what to do. But Urukade would be more than stupid if he tried to change anything. I would basically just call... Uh, if I were him, I would call Ledesma. So, what should I tell the boys, you know? Let's go there. Okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should basically change as little as possible. Yep. Um, we should probably also just touch on uh, Scotland as they've named their side uh, as well. Uh, I'm expecting them to beat Canada. You can check out my, my predictions, but they'll beat Canada comfortably. I'll put by 15. Uh, but um, again, no, uh, um, a lot of names I, that you I, won't. Uh, yeah, well, a lot of head scratching for me when I was looking for that. <laughs> I like to pride myself. I know a lot of both rugby in both hemisphere, but that's what I got tested to, you know. That's so. Uh, so but, here we go. Um, Alan Dell, Fraser Brown, um, Simon Bergen is the front row. Ben Toulis, Grant Giltrist uh, in the locks. And Marcus Bradbury, Jamie Ritchie, and Dave Denton in the back row. Uh, as, as far as the first choice, I don't think there's one first choice. Um, nope player there and there's none of the greys there's no joy barkley there's uh, there's no wp now hamish watson yeah there's no hamish so, yeah, that's no, an, no, it's that's an entirely second choice um uh, pack uh uh um hildego klein at, at nine and Rudolf jackson at 10 so again not first choices there um james lang chris harris in the centers uh, and then a back three of uh, McGuigan, Jones, and Kinghorn. Yeah, I don't think there's one first choice player in that entire first in that entire starting fifteen. No, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, <laughs> that's that's not. I'm not going to stay awake to watch. Actually, I mean, there are limits to my. <laughs> <laughs> um, Highlight, yeah. Highlights on YouTube would do just fine. <laughs> and and looking at the subs, it's it's looking pretty similar. Um, there's a lot of names there that, that unless you're a seasoned rugby player, you, uh, sorry, seasoned rugby watcher, you will not recognise those names. Uh, so, yeah, this is by far, uh, this is a yeah, totally different side to, to, to the side that Scotland played during the uh, Six Nations. Still, they should beat Canada, who are not they in a good be. place at the moment. Uh, I think uh, traditionally, Scotland, uh, games against Canada, in Canada, Scotland, they usually win them, but they are very tight ones. And I think it's going to be a tight one too. Again, second selection, scratch side against a very guaranteed first selection Canada team with actually a few quality players in there. Let's not forget that. We have seen a fully professional side against a semi-professional side. If Scotland don't win this comfortably, then they need to have a serious look at themselves if they're trying to be a top five uh, side in the world. Correct, but 
<laughs> now I, w- I would go for a much smaller victory for, for Scotland. I would get, again go back to five points. Five points win for Scotland. Uh, they they will. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. And that's pretty much the show. Let's just a uh, few other games going on this weekend. Uh, Fiji versus Samoa. Uh, Tonga versus Georgia. And Japan versus Italy. Um, that Japan versus Italy one is going to be particularly interesting. Obviously, uh, we've got one of the top tier two teams playing the uh, the lowest ranked tier one team. So can we see a, 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 a tier two um, over tier one victory? Uh, other game, uh, USA are also playing Russia, um, and that's yeah that that rounds things out. Yeah. So, what what are you most looking forward to? What is your what are you most looking forward to? Um, the uh, I, I uh, the the Argentina Wales one I think is going to be interesting. I want to good to see Argentina get up. Um, I'm going to I'll do post match analysis or post match reaction to that one. Um, I'll also do post match reaction to the to the All Blacks versus uh, France and the Wallabies versus Ireland. Um, the I, I wasn't looking forward to the, the the French tour, but you have over the last couple of nights. You've brought me round and uh, made me much more interested, and much more <laughs> tempted to think that we could actually have that um, we can have some good games on our hands. So, uh, so yes, so I'm, I'm starting to look forward to that one. Um, the um, and uh, yeah, I having I, I'm just surprised by all this optimism out of Australia. Is there something in it? Will they actually push Ireland close? Because yeah, I can't. Well, otherwise, I saw an amazing. Do we have like two extra minutes? Go on. So, okay, I'm just going to bring up a stat I saw about uh, the tackle completion of uh, Australian backs in, uh, in Super Rugby. Okay. Have you have you seen it? Uh, no, I've not seen this one. Oh, wait, wait, let's see. I can find it here. I had. Damn, I should prepare better for these shows. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can... Yeah, the money I pay you, you should be putting hours of effort into. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's horrible. What am I doing? <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm finding you your entire match fee. <laughs> shocking, shocking what I'm doing. Uh, or maybe I can. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't need to. Say, but the numbers basically, pretty much every player in the uh, in the Australian uh, among the Australian back who are selected are having tacking percentage between fifty and sixty percent. And if Ireland are going to plan, plan to bash them with a lot of straight running with Bundyaki and so on, it seems all of a sudden also makes kind of a sense why we didn't pick Jonas Sexton because maybe they think we don't need him. There's also an element of uh, will, will, how long will Johnny Sexton survive? It, it, again, he does need wrapping in cotton wool a little bit. He does have a history of concussions uh, and injuries um, as well. Uh, so, yeah, that might also be another one. Another reason. Yeah, so I, not the one I was looking for, but another one. Like Super Rugby top five missed tackle competition. Number one, Kerevi. Number two, Quagga Smith. Uh, number three, Foley Beal. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Kerevi's starting ahead of Kurandrani. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, he he is world class usually, but he hasn't been on form this season, has he? So it's going to be interesting to see how that um, how that all um, pans out. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Everybody, please hit the like button, 
hit the subscribe button. Um, I will be back doing live post-match reaction to the first MOR, MLR rugby of the week, uh, game of the weekend. Actually, there's two at the same time. Just which I'm going to do yet. Uh, and then New Zealand versus France, Australia versus Ireland, and also um, Argentina versus uh, Wales. And if South Africa, uh, England turns out to be a, a cracker, I might even do a belated um, <laughs> yeah. a show. If like England in the win, you will be here. But if no, England lose, <laughs> so I don't know. Well, should, should, should I try and avoid avoid the result and watch it kind of Sunday lunchtime and then do a show after that? I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, probably not. But hey, uh, those I'll be back for all of those games. Um, so. Uh, Look forward to you joining me. Also, I'm going to be here uh, back live again in an hour's time um, with my Major League Rugby predictions. And I will have Raymond on from the Seawolf pod to join me for that one. So do um, pop back in an hour's time if you want to hear about some American rugby. <laughs>